Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Shout out to center field driving back Kiermaier. He's turning around now. That ball gets out of here. That ball took off. It is gone for a two-run homer. That is number 20. And the Red Sox grab the lead on a blast to center field by Rafael Devers. Man, that thing just took off. Look at that. 418 feet, 108 off the bat. You get that fastball down and away and just stayed on it. This is when he's at his best. It's Rafael Devers going deep in a fun series so far up there in Toronto. Um, this game ended, the one last night ended with a dude thrown out at home plate. Bo Bichette blowing through a stop sign, getting torched by Alex Verdugo at the plate. That's fun. What's it like watching teams that aren't mediocre? It's time we found out, Chicago. It's time we looked away from the pouring rain and the five games under 500 Cubs being the bright spot. And let's go to the American League East and really all of baseball at large with our friend Rob Bradford, who joins us on the Cirque Resort and Casino Hotline, Cirque Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rob, how are you? Good morning. Man, you know, this is people in Boston can appreciate you saying that this is the place to turn for not a mediocre team because that's exactly what it is. I know. But, <laughs> I know. I you're, say, you're, you're, and by the by the by the way, by yeah, the way, yeah. a team a team that was beaten by the, the White Sox two out of three games <laughs> in the battle of who can be the worst defensive team in the history of baseball. So oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. Such is the state of the universe, but at least you saw Toronto. I know, like but Toronto and Boston are the uh, are the fourth and fifth place teams in that division, but everybody's over 500. I'm just like every conversation that we have in this town about either the Cubs or the Sox is imbued with, eh, but nobody's running away with the division. So, and it gets exhausting. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's it's. We should appreciate our lot in life, but at the same time, at the same time, you are you know as great Bill Parcells said, you are what you are, uh, and 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 what they are in the American League East, and they have to compete with the American League East teams, and and uh, they're doing all right the last couple of games. I'll say that, mm-hmm. but this has been much like 
your team's there. The roller coaster continues. Yeah. So, you know, who have you really been impressed with? Rob Bradford works tirelessly around this game, people. Baseball Isn't Boring is uh, the great podcast. He also has the Bradford Show podcast. You hear him on EEI and also the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game, with he and Joe Kelly. Um, if, I, if you had to pick a team to win the World Series right now today on July 2, who would it be? Oh, man, that is a great question. Um, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, the easy question is the Braves. I mean, the Braves are, are just, they're so good. It, it's so scary to think that their entire team is locked up forever. Mm-hmm. It, and, um, but, you know, I desperately, in this year of so many surprises, I desperately want to see a team, one of these teams just emerge. Like the Rays, okay, whatever, man, it's, it's, they're doing the race thing, but we've already started to see to get some injuries. We'll see what happens in October. The team that, like, I, I want to see what happens at the trade deadline because I want to see a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks did really what they did a couple of years ago when they traded for J.D. Martinez and make a run, man. Like, they, this is – you got the good vibes. Or or even the Reds. Yep. Get some of these uh, – holy mackerel – if Ellie Dela Cruz isn't in the All Star Game, put him in the World Series. Ha. I mean, it, right? It, it, so, in other words, I don't have the, a good answer for you other than the Braves right now because I do think it's going to be dependent on the trade deadline. But I do want to see one of these teams, and maybe it's even Otani and Trout. One of these teams just all of a sudden pop up and have us caring about them in late October. Oh, that's a fun way to think about it. I said the Braves when I was asked this very question at a family party last night because one of the reasons I said them is because I saw a stat the other day, best bullpen ERA since June 1st, right? And it was on the marquee broadcast because the Cubs have the third best bullpen ERA since June 1st. Number one is Tampa. Number two is the Braves. I don't think of their bullpen as a strength, but they do everything well. They're just good with everything. It's outrageous. But, you know, some of the teams you're talking about, I agree. Cincinnati, man, or maybe Baltimore, you know, mm. should pounce on this moment and go get themselves an ace to sit on the front. I mean, it's time for Max Scherzer's Baltimore chapter if he'd accept <laughs> that trade and, and, and wave the claws, you know? Like, go get yourself an ace and reward your fan base, reward a, a room full of hungry young ballplayers and give yourself a shot. And, and is there a better team than the Orioles to do this? The Orioles have these every other week. They have somebody being called up from the top 100 list <laughs> to help them. And it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, and so it's, it, you know, this, everyone wants to compare their teams or the, their way of doing things to the Rays. Really what they should compare them to is the Dodgers. And what the Dodgers did was they built it, they built it, they built it. Then they spent the money. Then they made the aggressive trades. So do what the Dodgers did. Make the aggressive trades. You still have a farm system. You still have good young players. It's not like your mortgage in the future right. for this stuff. Oh man, it would be just it would be so good to see some of these teams that are, are making for an already good story an even better story. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, you watched it happen up close, and then we watched it happen here in Chicago. That Theo Epstein and that style of building an organization. Um, it was the standard, but he got passed by Andrew Friedman, right? We got to be honest here. And, and, and the, what Andrew Friedman has done, they've maintained. Once they hit their window and they got good, 
they continue to scout and develop well. That That's the difference, right? Because the spending is still there, obviously. Um, and I think it would have stayed there for the Cubs, but the Cubs just stopped producing young, cheap, excellent talent. The Dodgers don't stop. No, it's, it's a great point. And I think that Theo, you know, going back to, you know, whether it was with the Red Sox or the Cubs, his idea was this sort of the, this player development machine. And you're right, the, the sort of juice ran dry in Chicago uh, and why you were actually going for it and why you were also trying to win games and keep that standard you had after winning the World Series. And, and but, but the Dodgers are incredible, man. Like, they, they're just incredible. Think about how many injuries that they've had. And, and guys that just keep bringing in and keep bringing in and keep bringing in. Oh, and by the way, you need a bullpen because your bullpen's the one-week part. I got a feeling they're going to find a bullpen arm, especially since, holy mackerel, like, Aroldis Chapman costs nothing. Like, like this, if you're the Dodgers, you're talking about, you're talking about what the, what the um, Rangers gave up for Chapman. The Dodgers could do that and not lose a wink of sleep about getting a guy like that. So, yeah, the Dodgers are the standard. Very odd to see uh, the Royals jump the gun on the trade deadlines because of what they got. Uh, Cole Reagans is a lefty first-round pick from 2016, now uh, now a, a part of the Royals. But, yeah, that, that was an odd jump of, of the gun um, for sure. What, what do you – what are you feeling on on this deadline? That doesn't seem to be a ton of obvious sellers. Um, mm. So, may, is that why some teams ought to be thinking about being aggressive and jumping the gun? Because more sellers are probably going to emerge as we get closer. Well, I think you're right. I mean, the sellers would seem to be in the the prime position, and I think why that deal was done was probably because Chris Young and the Rangers said, oh, my goodness, you're giving this a window to get these, give up these two guys for that, this guy? Like, yeah, we're going to take that. Now, it's weird because just I think that same day I had talked to a scout, and he said, boy, you know, what they're asking for, what the Royals are asking for for some of these guys is just crazy. And I think that stretches – that's more the reality of baseball right now where, yeah, you have, you have some guys who can be dealt, including you know, some guys from Chicago can be dealt. Mm-hmm. But the, prob- the problem is, is that if you're in that market, you're waiting it out. You're, wait- you're waiting to see exactly how much you can get. That, I think the Chapman thing wasn't sort of opening the dam for this stuff. I think it was just the outlier. Because I do think that most of these GMs are going to wait and wait and wait and see how much they can get for, for some of these guys. Couple, uh, couple local things to just ask your perspective on. As we're talking to Rob Bradford from WEI, last time Marcus Stroman made the All Star game, his only time with Toronto, he then got traded at the deadline thereafter. Marcus Stroman will make the All Star game, maybe even starts it. We'll see. Um, is he going to get traded at the deadline? Boy, you know, I it, this is the Cubs are a perfect example of the fork in the road that these teams are facing. It's and, and it's a dangerous thing, right? Because you can say, ah, you know, we're kind of in it, but we don't think we're going to be able to make a run, so we're going to bite the bullet, and we're just going to trade some guys. Now, like for the Red Sox, for instance, they get caught halfway. You don't want to get caught halfway in between. Either you're, you're in as a seller or you're in as a buyer, one mm-hmm. or the other. But I, I do think that – I think you would know better than I, but I do think it would be a very tough message considering going back to what the, how the Cubs are building things and how you've got the taste of winning at least different times in this year, 
to say, oh, well, you're going to sell one of the best pitchers in baseball. That's a tough one because I'll say this, other than the Braves, like you asked me who's going to win the World Series, other than the Braves in both the American League and National League, there are teams that can be beat across the board. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that they, if they do decide to sell them, they better get something back that is going to be a huge foundation of the future. Yeah, they'll have some rationalizing to do locally uh, for sure, in-house and outside of the house if they do that. I, it, uh, are, you talk to a million players with the baseball isn't boring stuff. It's amazing the amount of content that, uh, that you're putting out these days. Uh, are, are guys – are guys interested increasingly in the short contract with a high annual average value? Because, like, this would seem to be a last moment where Stroman might go out and get a four- or five-year deal. But maybe he doesn't even want to. Maybe he wants to just, like, you know, get a short deal and then opt out again because it's, it's, it's the NBA-style contract is increasingly the norm. Yeah, I think it, it. I think it all depends on the player and where they are in terms of their, number one, their belief. Number one, two, the the level of you know, are you getting the Scherzer Verlander level of the one year or mm. two years, or you know, and, and where are you going to go in terms of your age? Where are you going to land? And where are you going to land in your, that age group? Because last year, what we saw, thank you, San Diego Padres, <laughs> was the red the the players just how can I ever turn down that deal? I mean, how can I turn down a 10 year and 11 year deal? And some team might come in and say, I'm going to give you uh, you know, $40 million per year for a couple of years. Well, which is by the way, the Dodgers had been doing that for a little bit, Yep. but, but still, I think that if, if a player like Stroman can get security and land where he, you know, land heading into his thirties at a good place, then he's going to get the security of the years. I don't think that's changed at all. What was your impression of the White Sox hanging around uh, White Sox, Red Sox last weekend with your co-author, Joe Kelly? Well, I, I couldn't believe how bad they were defensively, <laughs> number one. Uh, you know, and so, you know, it's, I think it's one of these things where heading into the year, you look at that team, and I talked to a lot of people about the White Sox, believe me, and I say, how this team is, is the most talented team in the division. So then you get to watch them, and you're just like, well, man, they are so bad defensively. And you look at sort of the pitchers. I remember Lance Lynn at the end of that game. He's running out of steam, and guys are dropping balls, and then all of a sudden he hits the wall. And there must be just a tremendous, tremendous frustration in that sense. But still, like a talented team, it just seems like they're sort of a, a – a miscast group of guys that aren't quite fitting together. Um, yet, you know, you know that one of the things that emerged is holy mackerel, you know that you have a top 10 guy, I think, in Luis Robert out of nowhere. So that's a good thing. But in terms of like, if you're going to shake things up, I think the team desperately needed to be shaken up because how they're doing it right now, for whatever reason, it seems like one time it's starting pitching, another time it's bullpen, the next time it's fielding. I think you just have to get as much as you can a different dynamic in there. It is they are definitely less than the sum of their parts. You know, it, it's they they are, and I I, I it feels to me, Joe uh, Rob. I'm sorry, um, I'm thinking about your boy. It it, it 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 feels to me like they know 
that this thing is toast because the fans know it's toast. Like two years ago, it's supposed to be this winning moment in the window wide open that here comes Tony La Russa and they, they do make the playoffs, but get outclassed by Houston. It feels like the whole organization knows it's kind of over. You get that vibe? Uh, no, I don't really get that vibe. I mean, I think that when you're in it, you still at least think, and this goes with every player and every team. And first of all, if you were talking to Joe, I would have dropped like five F-bombs by now. So you know <laughs> that that's not Joe. Uh, uh, but uh, but, but, but I, I think that every team, even is, is sort of, is, even the White Sox, it's sort of the dysfunctional mis, or, or mismatch as they are, or it seems they are, that they still like view themselves as, oh, if this happens, if that happens, especially in that division. I think that's just how players are wired. They see the, they are the optimists. Even in the worst situations, they are the optimists. It's our job to be the pessimists, the realists. And so I, I do think that, like, the, for that team, there's still some semblance of, especially if you lose, win a couple of games in a row, all right, okay, you know, win this division, that's okay, this might work, that might work. But, you know, as, as we've seen recently with the team, it's, it's like, you know, it's one step forward, two steps back. And, mm-hmm. and you just reach a point, Matt, where – <laughs> It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And if it does happen, it happens because you either added people or you subtracted people. Uh, last thing, uh, Rob, who are, who's been the most fun for you to do some uh, some segments with of late for Baseball Isn't Boring? If I asked you, like, the most fun ball player that you've had a chance to record some stuff with recently, who is it? Oh, man. Well, you know, Joe is always fun, but he doesn't count. So, uh, uh, you know, we have Rich Hill on constantly, and he's a thinker. I mean, we have all kinds of – we have Papelbon's our gambling expert, and he's perfect because he's entertaining and he likes gambling, even though, like, he loses all the time. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. That's, that's okay. But it's uh, – you know, I just think that I'm just – and much like your podcast, which is awesome, you know, I just – it's just been, like, a joy to talk to as many different people as I have. Like, even from the White Sox perspective, getting a chance to do ones with Kopech. And the other day I did one with Clint Frazier. And it, that's just stuff that I just normally wouldn't have been able to do. And, um, and you know, so it's just been, it's just been a cool, cool year to do. And, uh, and going into the all-star game, that should be a lot of fun too. Keep, keep killing it, man. Thanks for the time. Enjoy our doing Red Sox pregame today, right? Yeah, yeah. All good. All thanks, right. thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, you too. That's Rob Bradford um, from WEI right here on 670 The Score. That's a hardworking man putting out great baseball content all over the place. Um, Some excellent texts have come in, some regarding Willie Mays uh, from our conversation last hour, and some regarding the White Sox, less than the sum of their parts. And I want to reopen the phone lines here for the rest of the way. You'll hear from Nico Horner uh, just before we get out of here as well um, at noon. Um, but I want to reopen the phone lines and let you guys hop in on anything you'd like in terms of the Cubs and the White Sox. And do they now have the clarity to go ahead and make the moves? And how far down to the studs do you want to go? How far do you strip it away once you've decided that it's time? Is Cease on the block? Is Robert on the block? Is Eloy on the block? Who isn't? Tell me why. Six. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Happening the score is where you are. It's me, Matt Spiegel. This is Hit and Run. Hit and Run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on the score. Pitch almost went to the backstop, and Naylor still threw him out. Holy oh, mackerel, what a job. How he turned and threw that ball there and got him out. I didn't think he had any chance whatsoever. This is wild. That was a pitch out, and Stefan missed it. Did you see him step out? It was going to be a pitch out. They know he was going to go. What a job by Naylor. I've never seen that before in my life. Have you? Calling on the hit and run research team. Is this on? Hello, Bo? Bo Naylor? And anybody, any catchers? Um, Anybody who's ever watched catchers play? That's all of you. I've never seen that before in my life. It'd have to be a very specific situation, obviously, but maybe somebody else can remember a particularly graceful, athletic catcher able to pull off something like that. If you did not see it, Bo Naylor, the rookie catcher for Cleveland, who is in town right now playing against the Cubs with his big brother Josh Naylor, over at first base. And by the way, there's another one. There's a third Naylor brother who was younger and supposedly great as well. Was behind the plate and in line um, to catch a pitch out as they tried to catch the runner, Nicky Lopez, stealing, stealing a base. So what happened was... Um, the pitch came way back in over the plate, very high. So Bo Naylor standing out in the left-hander's batter's box has to reach back and all across uh, his body there 
and towards the batter. The batter in the right-handed batting box actually, like, backs up, thinking he might get hit by the pitch. Instead, Bo Naylor catches it. His momentum carries him that way, and he spins, does a full 360, and immediately turns and makes the throw to get the runner. Nicky Lopez, who's trying to steal the base. So I've never seen that before. Have you? That's outrageous. Imagine adding a 360 spin before you make a throw. It's not, you're not supposed to have time to do that, let alone the athleticism to do that. So I think about the most athletic and graceful catchers I've ever seen. Ivan Rodriguez, um, Benito Santiago, Tony Pena. I mean, these were some of my, my, oh, my guys. Johnny Bench, a young Carlton Fisk, was an unbelievable athlete as a member of the Red Sox and early on in his White Sox career. Fisk once led the league in triples. It's the only category he ever led the league in. What? Oh, yeah. Triples? That's what kind of athlete Carlton Fisk was. As a rookie in 72, he led the league in triples. So... I mean, if you've ever seen that before in your life or know of any catcher who could do that kind of thing, let me know because I've never seen of it or heard of it um, in my life. So uh, good on you, Bo Naylor, and, and welcome to baseball history. While we're here, I'd like to very briefly call together a meeting of the Jose Ramirez Appreciation Society. Sean, would you like to attend the meeting, the Jose Ramirez Appreciation Society? Of course. Thank I love you. Jose Ramirez. I mean, and, and I figure this society, and, and, you know, historically, I've always, I've often had meetings, usually on Twitter, but Elon's killing Twitter. So I'll do it here. Um, Jose Ramirez uh, is the latest to join a long line. Paul Canerco, the Paul Canerco Appreciation Society, the PKAS, was one of the first societies I ever had, the Jose Abreu Appreciation Society, where it's just we gather and we just talk about how good somebody is. Um, Jose Ramirez has finished in the top six for MVP voting five times. Twice he was third, once he was second, once he was sixth, and last year he was fourth. And, oh, look at this. He's great again. An 886 OPS, um, a 367 OBP, a brilliant base runner, a brilliant fielder. He's good at everything, folks, and he strikes out very, 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 very little. He's the uh, only guy with an over 500 slugging percentage and a less than 10% strikeout rate. Folks, that is elite. Very elite. Oh, my God. That's a very, very specific and remarkable skill set that he has had, along with being a terrific third baseman and, as I mentioned, a great base runner. You see him steal home the other day on Friday, or I guess it was Thursday, extra innings of a game that Cleveland ended up losing to Kansas City, but Jose Ramirez stealing home for the lead run in the 10th inning. That dude. All right. I will now... uh, Call the meeting of the Jose Ramirez Appreciation Society to finish. You don't want to play a trumpet or anything? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Crazy Dave texts in, another nailer? Ugh. I know, dude. There's big piles of nailers all over the place. They're all going to make the White Sox miserable and uh, maybe the Cubs uh, as well, at least this weekend. All right. Well, and, and now it's time to talk about the guy who will get paid more than anybody ever 
in baseball because his 30th home run, which leads the major leagues, was also the longest home run of the entire season. There's a drive. Shohei Otani gets the Angels on the board with his 30th home run. An absolute rocket. This ball went 493 feet. That's it? That might be one of the longest home runs in the history of this ballpark. This place opened in the mid-60s. He said, he said, I, I missed it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go quite 500. Too again. high. It's too high. Wow. That's just a gargantuan home run from Shohei. Who hits him to center, hits him the opposite way, uh, hits him everywhere. And, oh, by the way, he can pitch. Leads the majors in home runs and OPS. His combined Fangraphs war is so far ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr. or Zach Gallen, who I believe, as of the other day, were number one in batter and pitcher war. But Shohei, when you combine it, he's up to like a six war already. Six wins above replacement. He's outrageous. And he will get paid whatever he wants for as long as he wants by whoever he wants. The man values comfort. The man values winning. If the Angels put it together here, then maybe he'll just stay in L.A. with them. And if they don't, then maybe he'll stay in L.A. with the Dodgers. I'm kind of not allowing any other dreaming to go on, but maybe the Cubs' dreams will come back for at some point for Otani. Um, owners do speak. And Steve Cohen holding court the other day was awfully interesting. Steve Cohen, whose Mets have the biggest payroll in baseball, who pays an outrageous amount in terms of the competitive balance tax, still may cut payroll as a way to rearrange things as well for an incredibly disappointing team. And he was talking about how frustrating it has been in a matter that was interesting to hear a fan-turned-owner who is a multi-multi-billionaire, talk about. What are your thoughts on where the team is currently? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's been incredibly frustrating. Um, You know, uh, listen, I I watch every game. I see what's going on. um, And, um, you know, I mean, if you ask me, you know, would I have expected us to be in this position at the beginning of the season, the answer is no. But here we are, and you know, hopefully we can right the ship. And and uh, listen, we have quality players. Uh, for some reason or another, they're not yelling. When we pitch well, we don't hit. When we hit, we don't pitch well. Um, it's it's kind of weird. I mean, it's actually very strange to me. And I don't know if the players are anxious. Um, I don't know if they're pressing. I mean, I assume that there's a, that's a little bit of that. We see a lot of mental errors that what I call enforced errors. I, you know, obviously we can clean that up. Um, we've lost games because of it. And you know, there's nobody to blame. And it's really across the whole team. So Steve Cohen talking about his team and trying to figure out what the hell to do from this point on. And, um, you know, as, as we uh, kind of think about all the different things that have happened during the world of baseball, that have happened locally during this week, and kind of go through stuff. My guy Sean Sears likes to put things on the document, audio from the week. Sometimes he sends me stuff. I think you need to hear this in regards to ball players perhaps drinking late at night 
or uh, really any of you also perhaps drinking late at night and then trying to do something uh, intellectual and theoretically productive the next following morning. Uh, How many drinks a night is healthy to consume for a Chicago White Sox fan? The long you pay, the long you not dry. Yes. Then you stay home and don't fight. Yeah. And you have the money. Go get it, baby. Do it. And the next day you wake up with a hangover. Uh, Michelada has been great for you. That will, they're not going to help, but going to give back to you natural feelings about being drunk. Really? Don't, I, I don't believe in hangover. I believe stay drunk. Everybody say, oh, what I'm good for a hangover. Say, drink water, Gatorade, that, that. I say, no, you know what? Get another six pass of beer. That's not going to help you, but it's going to keep you back to what you, you know. want. Uh, how many drink? A michelada. A michelada is beer, lime juice, some sauces, spices, and chili peppers. It's kind of like a Bloody Mary, but it's got beer instead of vodka. So... It's a lot like a Bloody Mary, but it's got beer instead of vodka. I, I haven't had a Michelada. I have had the Bloody Mary where they give you the little the little beer chaser to go with it. So what's the hell's the difference? Just pour it all together in the same in the same Just put cup. Put it in the sep- same receptacle, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get it. What 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 whatever go get, get it, baby. Whatever gets you through the morning. Go get it, baby. That's White Sox fans staying up and watching their team be the White Sox. Hear from David Ross about one of his favorite players on his team and then hear from that player before we get out of here at noon. It's Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel, on The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. He thinks about baseball. Uh, He takes care of his body. He, He can't not think about you know how to make himself better he's continued to to get better in all aspects of his game he's a team first guy he's willing to you know a guy like Dan's come in there's there's no pushback and going to second base and going to tackle that challenge head on and and how good he's been for us uh at the top of the order um his base running skills his stolen base skills continue to grow um he had none of that really when he first showed up in my opinion and uh, he's hungry for knowledge. He is he is wired to kick your butt and find the find the edge any way possible to win baseball games, and that's what you look for in players. He wants to be out there every single day. He loves the game of baseball. What a terrific soundbite there from David Ross talking about Nico Horner. And you may ask yourself, where can I hear David Ross? And you may ask yourself, 
Where can I hear Ian Happ? And you may ask yourself, where can I hear Nico Horner? My God. You must listen to the score on Tuesdays. All those guys, Ross twice a month, but Hap Weekly and Nico Weekly. And so pretty cool stuff this past Tuesday when during the Ross interview, um, Bernsey and, and Lawrence asked him um, about Nico, and that was the answer. He also went on to talk about the College World Series that he was watching with his daughter, said David Ross. And he was talking about how all those players play so hungry. You're watching those college guys. They're so committed and so hungry and they work so hard and that it's different in the pros that not everybody in the pros does that. And she asked David Ross, well, which of your players does? Which one of your players does play like that? And David Ross said, Nico. Said Nico Horner. That's pretty cool. And then we, on Parkinson Spiegel, had a chance to play that for Nico later on when we interviewed him that day. And you could tell that he was, he was touched by it. Um, another thing that came out of the Nico um, interview, and you could see this on the Scores Twitter account and the Scores Facebook account, he told Shane Reardon, if Shane was going to be at the game, that Shane uh, is sitting in good seats by the on-deck circle. If he shouted, sinker, slider, splitter, get him up! Because Taiwan Walker was the pitcher, that it would that would make Nico feel good and would and he might acknowledge it. So Shane did that, shouted it. And I don't know if you guys have seen the video. It's awesome. Nico turns around. Shane, you know, gets some props uh, from the girl he was on a first date with. Outstanding, all around. Great work by Shane. Oh, it's, that's great. That's great work. It's exactly what a radio station should be doing with access to players, in my opinion. It's exactly what we should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but boy, Nico's really interesting and really thoughtful every week. And uh, I'd like to bring you a piece of the conversation if it is warranted. And this is most definitely warranted. Does this start with one of our questions, Sean? It starts with Danny talking. Perfect. So th- this stretch that you guys have coming up, you said it to, to us uh, last week before the trip, and it kind of stuck with me that you were like giving up your your off days for a couple of months to to make that trip happen. It's it's 13 games in 13 days, then the All-Star break, then 10 games in 10 days, day off, 16 games in 16 days. So I actually heard it. I actually hadn't actually heard it laid out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, now, so now that you have, <laughs> how, how, how does that hit you? Um, well, the, I mean, our immediate stretch coming up isn't, isn't too bad on paper when it's a homestand and then the travel to Milwaukee is really easy, obviously. Um, and then, you know, play at Yankee Stadium, which is exciting, and then right into the All-Star break. So um, that thing, that sounds pretty good. And then, you know, obviously after that, it's, it's a good stretch. But that All-Star break really is significant, and especially if you're in a place as a team where um, you're able to add at the deadline and um, have some energy coming out of the All-Star break and things like that. I think it should be, um, you know, if we continue to take care of things on our own end as players, like, be pretty exciting time for the for the team and organization and if we're heading the right direction during that time so you know playing baseball won't be won't be much of an issue i don't think and there's a little yeah. news here today looks like jared young is over at wrigley today the third yeah. base excuse me first baseman for the iowa cubs have um have you heard that he's going to be joining the team today as a first base option um i mean what have you heard <laughs> 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 
He's I here. mean, if he's if he's at Wrigley, I don't think he's there to sit in section one twelve. We, we have seen yeah, pictures of Christopher Morell and Matt Mervis walking in on the days that they've been called up. Let's just say it that, that way. Seems to be a correlation. Yes, yeah. Jared is Jared is a very special person to me, and this organization was um, definitely my closest friend in the minor leagues. We lived together in Double A. Um, always spending time we're, we're overlapping Arizona and things like that and I've kept touch kind of throughout so he's definitely one of my closest friends in the organization and just a really relentless and awesome dude who's has had a very uh just kind of abnormal journey through baseball and um deserves deserves an opportunity at the highest level for sure because he absolutely rakes so I'm excited for him that's really cool yeah he came up uh, briefly at the end of last year but at Iowa yeah, this year yeah. he's destroying the ball at Iowa this yeah, year yeah he can really hit I mean and he's launching homers like long long home runs and walk-off homer and just a, a guy that's incredibly easy to root for and, and loved in this organization so he's gonna be uh, a lot of positive energy behind him for sure when he's out here that's cool you said like an unconventional path what should Cubs fans know about him uh, from Prince George, Canada, which is, if you look it up, it's way, way north, British Columbia. Um, not a ton of, not a ton of baseball players coming out of there. Uh, he went to three different colleges. Um, wow. You know, went to college as a pitcher originally, and then converted to a position player. Uh, dropped in the 15th round, Cubs minor league player of the year in 2018, his first full season. Um, obviously, COVID hits and that was really hard on a lot of minor leaguers and a lot of people's careers were cut short or cut off by that but he's kind of continued and just continued to hit and hit and hit and um, when you do that you know good things can happen it's a not for playing first base left field man you really really got a rake and uh, hmm. he's done that so I hope he gets every opportunity your skipper talked about, and then you guys have talked about, a collective aggressiveness for the hitters since Anaheim, and it sure does look like that. But what does that mm-hmm. mean? Because we hear be more aggressive and think that means swing earlier in the count, but it probably doesn't just mean that. What does be more aggressive mean to a hitter? Yeah, I know. That's a good question. Um, I think it depends on on the person. I think it. I think it means just doubling down on your own strengths, whatever that is. I think it's doing things on your own terms and it feels really different to go over four in a day where you can truly say you were ready to hit every single pitch and saw the ball well and we're attacking the game versus an over four where, you know, they're pretty much, you feel like you're on defense the entire time and just reacting to what they're doing and you're not really doing much with any conviction. So those things are hard to define for sure, but I think each of us knows in like in our hearts what that what that really means, and I sure do. And that's um, you know I can live go to sleep at night with myself if I feel like I'm attacking the game and being an athlete and um, doing things on my own terms. But when I'm playing playing defense at the plate and um, in between speeds or just kind of doing things on the pitcher's terms, that's when um, you know I don't feel like I gave myself my best chance, and that's that's what you can do. Thought that was a really cool answer from Nico Horner about what it means to be aggressive at the plate. Um, Ian Happ, in one of those appearances with uh, with Burnsy and Lawrence um, a week or two ago, I think it was, or it might have been in pregame with Zach, Cubs all over the station, as you know, um, was talking about not being afraid to get off your A swing. And that's the, that's a short version of what Nico was saying there in some ways, like, Go ahead and swing with conviction. Don't be afraid to get off your A swing. Don't think that you need to have 
possibly a b-hack earlier in the count as you try to work it for a better pitch and a better moment. And I, I think that's behind what David Ross had talked to them about, which was all the foul balls. Like, they were the kings of foul balls. That can happen with those defensive swings that Nico was talking about. Cubs conclude their series with Cleveland later today. 3.30 will be pregame here on the score. 4 o'clock, the first pitch, as the rain is supposed to come down steadily until 3 o'clock. Flood warnings all over the Burbs, especially. I'm sure sump pumps getting a workout. Many of my musician friends have told me that their basements are endangered. It's uh, a very... It's a scary thing. I'm supposed to play later on today at the American Music Festival at Fitzgerald's outside under a tent. It's not looking particularly good for that. I think but you might have a free Sunday tonight, man. I, it's, it's possible. I was really looking forward to the gig, doing the music of the band. I love the band. What were you guys playing tonight? Uh, the band. Uh-huh. Uh, the music of the band. I know. See, it's confusing, right? It's like, who's on first? Right. Um Cripple Creek, The Weight, Shape I'm In, King Harvest. Oh, boy. So many great songs. Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. But we'll see if we uh, get that in at all. And as for the Cubs, it's Jamison Tyone on the mound. Uh-oh. Cubs 2-11 and 11 in his starts. And this is uh, a very important one to try and, and take this series from Cleveland after losing the series in sweep fashion to Philly. And, uh, you know, we'll see. It's an interesting thing. Cubs are here, and they are at the halfway point. They are at the halfway point right now, and it's not like, a, well, we're two months in, and I think we can officially uh, judge uh, judge yourself. No, they've now absolutely played 81 games. So here you go. And what do you have? You've got some good starting pitching. You have a bullpen that has kind of reorganized itself and sorted itself out. And so you should be able to be stacking up some wins if you do some things well. And now what's sort of re-exposed is some offensive mediocrity. Like all three outfielders are good players. Suzuki and Bellinger and Happ are very good, solid players. But they all have fewer home runs than Jason Hayward as a texture just pointed out to me. How ridiculous is that? All of them. So none of those three players are the slugger that you desperately need them to be. Because first base, which you were worried about, has been a disaster offensively. That includes Matt Mervis's time here, includes Trey Mancini's time, and obviously Eric Hosmer's time. Maybe, look, here's an opportunity, Jared Young. You go for it. Third base, lots of power with wisdom before the injury, but then so many strikeouts. And now Madrigal is having a nice offensive stretch here, and as a nine-hitter and a contact hitter, makes more sense, and he's been solid over there defensively, but that's a power spot, and you're not getting it. So, and designated hitter. I mean, those are your problematic places, and Christopher Morell can help at the designated hitter, but bigger bats. They need big bats. I like them, and I cannot lie. So we'll see if they do anything in terms of being a buyer at the deadline, but right now it's just about warding off the possibility of being a seller, frankly. That's really what it is there. 
Folks, have a great rest of your rainy day. Um, Take care. Be cozy. Hopefully we get some baseball and some music in later on today. Parkinson Spiegel back with you tomorrow after an afternoon Cubs game. Uh, But then off on Tuesday for the holiday. And actually, I'm off tomorrow. So I'll talk to you on Wednesday with my partner, Danny Parkins. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much to Sean Sears for doing a great job as always. Thank you to Rob Bradford. Thank you to Bill Perch and Chris Kampka as well for being on the show. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.